Hey everybody, it's the Nobody Likes Casey McLean podcast, and this is Casey McLean, and I'm here to live up to the name of this very podcast that you're listening to. Uh, I don't. I I will say about this uh, submarine thing. I don't have a real strong opinion on any part of it, and I and I'm pretty much okay with anybody making any joke, no matter how dark. I will say it is not my style. I'm dark. I have some dark jokes. It's not my style to make fun of people dying. I assume I, I by the way, one thing I'll say is this oxygen counter just keeps it's like that uh what's that called like the world clock? The doomsday clock? Is that what it's called? Let's see. The Doomsday clock. Yeah, the doomsday clock just keeps adding hours to it. Like, the doomsday clock is like a basketball game where you're like, the first 47 minutes take, you know, an hour and a half, and then the last minute takes a half hour. Um. Anyway, because we're, yeah, the doomsday clock says we're 90 seconds to midnight, and I'm skeptical of that. I'm not skeptical of climate change, but I'm skeptical. Listen, what if anything, I'm like a, I would say I'm like an anti-alarmist. And the last couple of years have been tough for an anti-alarmist because I'm, uh, I, I very vividly remember a coworker of mine at the beginning of the existence of COVID. It wasn't, it was not even a pandemic yet. It was just the existence of COVID. In fact, we weren't even calling it COVID. I don't even think we were calling it coronavirus. He just said to me, because I was traveling, he goes, are you not nervous about that virus? In China? He might have even called it like a, a man-eating virus or a, uh, not a man-eating virus. What's that called? Like a, not skin-eating, whatever the, whatever the thing is. Uh, you know, we joked about it because I'm pretty anti-alarmist with most things. Uh, I will say that's been tested in the, in the past couple of years. And I, and I try not to be a person who is stuck on my priors. So, you know, I'm, uh, I used to, well, we can get into a bunch of stuff. I'm, I like, for example, I used to be pretty skeptical of this idea that Donald Trump was a fascist. And though I don't think that he's like, as let's say overtly racist or bigoted as people want to make him out to be. I do think this, this like authoritarian shit he's doing, uh, is scary. Like it is a step in that direction. I also think some of the response is a step in that direction, by the way. So I'm not, uh, I'm a, I'm a both sides type of guy. You probably know that about me by now if you've listened to this for a while. But I don't really want to talk about that because because I've just been wrong on stuff. I thought uh I thought that Elon Musk taking over Twitter was gonna be a positive step for Twitter and free speech. I don't think that's been the case. Um I think it's been a positive step for people with a certain kind of speech. I do think that like 
a certain side of the partisan aisle was getting uh was getting suppressed and i think the response to it is an overcorrection by quite a bit is it better i don't know i think it's possible that it's better i think it's possible i do think it's possible that on net it's better but i don't think it's what was promised it's it's really fucking hard to be a free speech absolutist. It means accepting opinions and speech from people that you find personally deplorable. Um, yeah, I don't think he's done that. I don't think he's done a good job of that. And I, I do think like it's certainly gotten more tense and hateful on Twitter. But what I'm ultimately, what I'm ultimate, what I would ultimately, Jesus, am I stuttering? Am I like fucking foghorn leghorn right now? What I would ultimately like to talk about the most is this Dr. Peter Hotez and his response to Joe Rogan and Robert Kennedy. And it's very annoying how often I find myself on this podcast defending Joe Rogan. It's been a while. I think that a lot of, I think that there's a lot of people who paint a caricature of that dude. Sometimes those caricatures are somewhat accurate. Sometimes I think they take a lot of liberties. Here's, here's what I think actually is happening with this Peter Hotez, Dr. Peter Hotez shit is, uh, and I'm going to go, you're going to be, uh, frustratingly unsatisfied with my opinion on this almost no matter where you fall on the political spectrum and I'll, I'm going to qualify at the beginning I'm fully vaccinated I got a booster I got the vaccination early I was happy to get it uh, I was happy they came out so quickly I was uh, I think it's frankly I think that pushing the vaccine through no matter how you feel about the vaccine itself but helping to fund it should be the crown jewel of the Trump administration that being said I don't I never liked the mandates I've told this story a bunch of times I was um I was with four or three teachers driving uh driving three teachers in my car. I'm not a teacher, but I've I've got some affiliations with teachers. I was driving three teachers in my car. And at the time teachers are very liberal. That's true, especially in Washington State where I live. Very liberal. There's no doubt about that. Um on average, of course there's conservative exceptions, but on average, teachers are very liberal. And we were uh, we were talking about the vaccine, and people they were saying the kind of prevailing sentiment in the car was, "Well, I don't understand why people won't just do it, just do your part." Blah blah blah. The same like kind of generic um, rhetoric and and propaganda and opinions that a lot of people have. And uh, 
I said, what if Donald Trump was president? What if Donald Trump had been reelected and he was instituting the mandate? Would you want to get the vaccine then? And impressive to me, because I think we're very bad at admitting when our logic is flawed or when we've kind of been backed in a corner. All three of them to, to a person said, you know what? I've never thought of it that way. And I understand better because they would not. They, they, to a person said, despite nothing being different about the vaccine, they would have not wanted to get the vaccine or not have been mandated to get the vaccine uh, were Donald Trump president. I do think there would be, it would be interesting if we could go back and simulate how differently partisan the vaccine perception would have been if Trump got reelected. What states would have been doing mandates? Because right now Trump is, he's left of his party on, on the vaccine. You'll see on Twitter sometimes people, conservatives, very angry at Donald Trump for his stance on the vaccine. So anyways, <clears throat> I got it voluntarily. I didn't like the mandates. And I will admit, it has not been as effective as I thought it would be. I stopped getting boosters. I got the first booster. I'm not going to get any more boosters. Unless something changes about the efficacy, something changes about the risk of COVID. I got COVID, I think, twice. Uh, first time very early. I think before we were in the pandemic. Second time, um, it was like... It sucked for one day and then I was fine. And that's not, I understand that's not everyone's experience. That's not what I'm saying. But like for me personally, there was not the, the vaccine did not make what I believe to be a huge difference in me contracting it. And I, because I think I had the earlier variants, the alpha variant, I believe, uh, it might've made it a little bit better, but I, listen, what I'm saying is, it doesn't see it seems like the virus is getting weaker and I'm I, I'm fine. Now, my dad, who's actually a conservative, by the way, he's getting every fucking vaccine they'll give or every booster that he can. And that's fine. I go get it. I don't care. And don't get it if you don't want to. I also don't care. <clears throat> I will say I have I do have the uh I have the authority to choose if my child gets the vaccine and I would say right now we are waiting to see, I, I don't know. I think she might be eligible. We have an almost four year old daughter. We're waiting to see. And by waiting to see what I'm basically saying is our plan is to not get her that vaccine. She's had COVID by the way, it fucking supercharged her. She had so much energy with COVID. She has an asthma type issue that is more prevalent apparently in children post COVID, but she's had COVID. She has immunity. The benefit of the, of the 
vaccine for kids her age is very small, it seems. So, all this is to say, I think I have a somewhat nuanced opinion on the vaccine. I was vaccinated three times. Uh, two, two shots in the booster. My wife vaccinated. My family. We had a uh, Thanksgiving with a vaccine mandate. I'm not against individuals having a vaccine mandate in their their home or their their private interactions. I do. I mean, I think it's like it's shitty for the government to to require it because there's there's. I mean, also we're starting to see. I don't know what the the validity of it is, but we've started to see like Jamie Foxx is going through this stroke issue that's being attributed to the vaccine. I have seen, I have seen people attribute Deion Sanders um, circulation issues that have led to two toes and p- perhaps soon his foot being amputated to the vaccine, to blood clots caused by the vaccine. I... The other thing is, is we it's really easy to paint. People will be like, oh, these fucking white racist conservatives won't get the vaccine. Check the vaccination rates by race. It's not just straight white racist conservatives not, not getting the vaccine. We'll just say that. But so now, I think it's probably like a week ago, this Dr. Peter Hotez goes on Twitter and starts talking shit about, and that's it. That's all he's doing. This is what I think genuinely happened is I think Dr. This, this dude is on Twitter, by the way, like he is, and maybe it's more so since this controversy, but he is on Twitter. And I think what happened is despite him being a guest in the past on Joe Rogan's podcast, which I didn't watch that episode. I haven't watched the, this Robert Kennedy episode or listened to this episode either. Uh, he thought he could tweet into the ether and Joe Rogan is too big to care about this guy talking shit. You know, I mean, comedians do this shit all the time. They, they tweet about Joe Rogan, assuming Joe Rogan will never see it. And sometimes they probably don't actually care. But what I don't think they want is a world of shit to come down on them. So what happens a lot of time in these cases is a person will talk vile shit about someone. And that that is true. Like, I mean, this dude called Joe Rogan a neo-fascist at some point. That's vile. That is a bad thing to say about someone. I take that very seriously personally. (laughs) If someone called me a fascist, I would be annoyed. (laughs) I would be at the very least annoyed. Um, oh, I'm, I'm, uh, all right. Hold on, folks. My phone started playing a YouTube video. So what I think happened is this dude, Peter Hotez, Dr. Peter Hotez never expected to get a response. He never expected this to become this. He thought he could just, you know, throw this opinion out into his echo chamber and that Joe Rogan was like, you know, 
talking about the president or uh, you know someone who was just too big to care what Dr. Peter Hotez said. And now he's stuck in a corner because you can't. It's not like you can go delete the tweets now. There's screenshots. There's responses. This guy's facing constant internet interaction. But he's also like Joe Rogan offered $100,000 to a charity. <clears throat> I think a variety of people have offered. It's up to like $3 million to charity. If this guy will go on the Joe Rogan podcast and debate Robert Kennedy. And I the dude Peter Hotez is saying that he he doesn't want to go on because it would like validate uh Robert Kennedy. And I got to tell you from a tactical perspective from a strategic perspective you're not winning anybody over with these by refusing to go on this show you're not convincing anyone but this idea that you can be like actually this is beneath my station to debate the idea that that's gonna endear you to anybody is asinine In, I, I genuinely believe this reaction and this Peter Hotez dude is like all he's doing now this guy's supposedly a scientist he's fucking just constantly retweeting people praising him putting down Joe Rogan being you know, you know any article that says that he shouldn't go on this podcast gets a retweet and he's He's a weird-looking dude. Can I say that also? Like, he's he's a squirrely fucking guy. So he, he feels like the guy who... He feels like a guy who would be, uh, like, the evil doctor in a movie. Wears a bow tie and these fucking hipster glasses. He, uh... He always looks like like someone is feeding his gluttony for evil you know what I mean like he just is like a you look at this dude and you're like you're a bad face of this side of the argument okay because you look like a fucking goofball and here's the re the reality I think this guy this Peter Otez guy overall seems like a genuine asset to society a guy that has worked and devoted his life to providing low-cost vaccines to the and I don't know maybe this isn't true I'm, I'm trying to to dig through the swamp but when you wear a bow tie and you look like a fucking cartoon villain and you you're even the voice and the the mannerisms and the he's the stuff he posts is just so fucking pathetic. The the man, I wish I, I wish I wish I was live streaming this. Although this would probably be kicked off YouTube if I was, because I have a <clears throat> any opinion that's other Again, I took the goddamn vaccine. Triple Moderna, folks. 
uh, I took the vaccine. I voted liberal, you know, whatever. I'm like, I'm fucking doing all the stuff. I'm a al- I, I feel like I have the credentials to be a skeptic of the political side of this. Obviously, I don't understand the science behind all this. Someone should go on and explain it. And when you say, yeah, I don't know. When you say shit is easily debunkable. I'm going to pull up some of this. I mean, the problem with this fucking doctor is he's just like constantly, I'm going to, I'm going to just read like his last several uh, tweets and retweets. Thank God his name is uh, Peter, actually. I wasn't actually sure. I was like 50%. So, pin tweet by him is about the vaccine, which is fine. He's a vaccine doctor. Ooh. I wish that I had uh, set this up a little more strategically because he did tweet an article with Robert Kennedy Jr. Also... The uh, an interesting thing that's happening, and this is like something I've talked about a lot. And so, so, anyways, like it's literally just like he's tweeting like five, six times an hour, even including like he's trying to. Uh, I mean, it's like articles about this constantly, and he's so. The other problem is people are saying like he's. This Peter Hotez dude, he's not a public, you know, he's not a media personality. Shouldn't be expected to go. This motherfucker, not only did he go on Rogan in the past, but he's doing CNN interviews all the time. He has, I know the microphone he's using. He's using like a podcast microphone. This guy is trying to be a celebrity doctor. So again, he fucked up by calling out Joe Rogan only because he wasn't prepared to back it up only because he's now doing this like this thing where it's like you poke the bee's nest and then get fucking and then lay back and complain about getting stung like and it's not it's not one of these situations where it's like i hate that fucking play stupid games win stupid prizes thing that people say where it's like someone you know, fucking jaywalks and gets gunned down by the police and they're like, well, you shouldn't have broken the law because the sentence for fucking jaywalking is obviously not a death sentence. But the sentence for talking shit about someone online is receiving online backlash. Just, so this dude... I'm only I'm trying to get back to his last tweet so that I can I can uh so in the last four hours he's just constantly retweeting uh praising this is like stand-up comedian shit by the way. What Peter Hotez is doing is acting like a brand new open micer that did their first book show and somebody tweeted at them like you were great and they can't stop retweeting that person's praise. What was I? I was headed down a path. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I guess like the, the thing to me is this is going to create more skepticism by far than 
any kind of affirmation of viability, any kind of opinion of efficacy. Oh, yeah. And RFK Jr., I don't even know if I like him as a candidate. What I do know is I've seen basically liberals think he's a Republican because of this vaccine thing and because people are generally very stupid and uninformed. Also, this anti-vaccine thing he's been on for a long time. And this used to be a bipartisan or a very liberal issue. People like want these crunchy fucking hippie moms wanting raw milk and no vaccines and no like all organic food and all this shit that is fine, I guess. I guess I don't care. I mean, the raw milk thing seems pretty dicey, but it's um the dude is like a climate activist. He's very much not a Republican. His wife is Cheryl Hines. He's not a fucking he he and that's the other thing too is like if you he cooperated with Donald Trump on some vaccine stuff. Donald Trump, by the way, a vaccine advocate. <laughs> and there's this stupid thing where it's like, if you cooperate, collaborate with someone, it means that you must be fully aligned with them politically. And that's annoying. Our liberal leaders should want to make the country better by working with conservatives that's what we're voting for right i don't give a shit what color is on his fucking representative badge or whatever i don't know where the colors actually get used i don't give a shit what letter is next to his name i want him to be working with our government to make our country better i want that from rfk i want that from conservative politicians Everybody. I feel like there's going to be a lot of people because I posted a clip that's getting a little bit of traction, not a ton, but a little bit of like the references, my podcast. And if this is not what it's always like, folks, <laughs> it is a little bit like this. I used to have a, a sub stack where these kind of more serious episodes would go. And I quit the sub stack because I was neglecting it. So you get this shit here now. I don't know. What I'd say is this I would I will probably not watch it or listen to it if Peter Hotez goes on Joe Rogan's podcast, but to not go on is fucking cowardly. Even though I suspect I agree more with Peter Hotez than RFK. I suspect I agree more with Peter Hotez than Joe Rogan to poke the bee's nest and then act like the victim when you receive stings and not and then to fucking be challenged and act like the challenge is an act of aggression itself so fucking cowardly it's so anti-science all right uh, <laughs> come see me this weekend i'm about to have another kid so my last very likely my last club headlining show until we have a kid is June 25th, this Sunday. I'm going to be at the Puyallup Fair 
or whatever they all are now, the Washington State Fairgrounds for what used to be called the Taste of Tacoma. I have no idea what it's called now, but I'm doing a, a set there too. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Follow me at the Casey McLean wherever you consume social media. Uh, you know, get vaccinated or don't. I don't give a shit. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you later.